Coming up on this week's Cannabis Weekly, groundbreaking classification news from the US Department of Health and Human Services, a surprising rally in cannabis stocks and a sudden halt in New York's cannabis licensing. Welcome to this new episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Just quickly, would love to ask you the favor of leaving us a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love to get feedback on what you think we're doing right and what we could improve. Groundbreaking classification news. In a major move this week, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services has sent a letter to the Drug Enforcement Administration recommending that cannabis be reclassified from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3 under federal law. This would class the drug as having low potential for addiction and abuse. The historic recommendation has been revealed in a leaked letter to Bloomberg via an official from HHS nearly 10 months following Biden's request for a review of the federal scheduling of cannabis, which is currently a Schedule 1 drug. Following Biden's request, HHS carried out a scientific review in order to provide the recommendation, which will now pass over responsibility to the DEA to decide whether cannabis should be rescheduled, an organization that's typically deemed cannabis as having no medical value. Such a rescheduling would see cannabis still federally prohibited. However, it would enable scientific research as it would remove strict DEA processes for studies, allowing federal tax deduction for the cannabis industry and potentially support efforts for cannabis banking legislation. And on that, stocks rally. Off the back of the leaked letter to the DEA, cannabis stocks rallied. While the Global Cannabis Stock Index hit an all-time low in June 2023, the rescheduling news saw the index spike following a strong month in July, which saw stocks such as Tilray and Hydrofarm rise by 62.2% and 49.6%, respectively. Stocks that have surged since the announcement include State House Holdings, that jumped by a remarkable 20%, Green Thumb Industries Inc., an impressive 17.6%, Advisor Shares Pure US Cannabis ETF, a surge of 17.5%, Cresco Labs, 13.7%, Cureleaf Holdings, 13%. New York brings cannabis licensing to a complete halt. New York has seen its cannabis licensing process draw to a complete halt after a temporary injunction was implemented on New York's conditional adult-use retail dispensary scheme. The temporary stalling of the process was implemented as the New York State Cannabis Control Board and New York's Office of Cannabis Management had a case brought against them by four-service disabled military veterans who are arguing that they've been unfairly left out of the first round of awarded licenses. While Judge Bryant initially allowed some exceptions for retail cannabis licenses in the state, he's now changed his decision, criticizing state regulators for not being organized. Bryant's decision to allow some permit holders to move forward has been met with objections, with the state agency clarifying that they couldn't confirm if these licensees met all the requirements due to the injunction. As a result, Judge Bryant's now rejected exemptions for all 30 retailers that were supposed to open. The injunction remains for all non-operational retailers. In other news for North America, 
Canadian cannabis companies are increasingly turning to the international medical cannabis market, seeing exports increase by 50% last year, declining domestic medical cannabis sales, and an increasingly competitive adult-use market are forcing licensed producers to look overseas to supplement their income, at least according to a new report from MJ Biz Daily. In the fiscal year 2022 to 2023, 160 million Canadian dollars worth of medical cannabis products were exported from Canada, up from $107 in the previous period. Meanwhile, domestic sales from April 1st, 2022 to March 31st, 2023 were 401 million Canadian dollars, representing a 9% year-on-year decline and a 20% drop compared to two years previous. CEO of Hyde Advisory and Investments, David Hyde, told the publication that these medical exports are set to continue to increase for the next two or three years, at least. South Dakota's medical cannabis card programs almost doubled the number of cards granted since it began in 2021 at a recent meeting of the Medical Marijuana Oversight Committee, where the organization discussed board members and general rules. Medical cannabis program administrator Jennifer Seal highlighted that the original projections estimated that by year three of the program, the state would have issued around 6,000 patient cards. However, the number of cards issued, which cost $75 and $25 for those who meet hardship criteria, currently stands at nearly 12,000. A new survey has shown resounding bipartisan support for cannabis legalization in Ohio. The survey, carried out by Fallon Research and Communications, has shown that the majority of voters, 59%, in Ohio are in favor of legalizing cannabis. The results come just before a crucial November ballot that will determine the future of cannabis in Ohio. While an earlier poll in July showed only 40% of GOP voters were in favor of legalization, this recent survey indicates that 48% of Republicans now supported a significant increase in just a few months. A total of 68% of Democrats are backing the legalization proposal, as are 62% of politically unaffiliated voters. Republican presidential hopeful Ron DeSantis has doubled down on his anti-cannabis position, stating once again that he had no plans for federal legalization and that drugs are killing this country. The Florida governor was questioned during a recent campaign stop in Iowa on his stance on cannabis legalization, both in his state, which is currently considering whether a legalization vote will appear on the 2024 ballot, and federally. Asked whether he would go along with the cannabis industry and legalize at a federal level if elected, Mr. DeSantis stuck to his hardline stance, making a number of unsubstantiated claims about the impact of legalization on other states. Responding to an attendee who said they knew people who've been impacted by cannabis-induced psychosis, Mr. DeSantis said that the growing potency of cannabis was a real, real problem. He said, quote, I think when kids get on that, I think it causes a lot of problems. And then, of course, you know, they can throw fentanyl in any of this stuff now. End quote. And now, Europe's headlines. 
The slow but steady march of pharmaceutical players into the cannabis industry has spurned a new period of technological innovation, bringing new techniques and technologies to every part of the cannabis value chain. In order to maximize the opportunity and mitigate risk, a new emphasis has been placed on research and development of new upstream, midstream, and downstream targeted technologies. According to Prohibition Partners' Pharmaceutical Cannabis Report 3rd Edition, available from today and linked in the show notes, new strides are being made in the development of technologies focused on producing uniform, cost-effective, high yields of high quality, alongside the extraction methods and delivery formats. In the pharmaceutical cannabis industry, upstream technologies focus mainly on technologies used for the genetic engineering of cannabis strains, seed and plant protection, and the cultivation process. The agricultural technology agritech industry expected to be worth $46.4 billion by 2030 covers a significant number of industries, but the immense growth in innovation and technology is being adopted by the cannabis industry in a number of key areas. Italy's government's taken aim at CBD once again, issuing a new decree set to class CBD oil as a narcotic substance. It marks the latest blow to the country's CBD industry, following efforts to clamp down on cannabis light in June. The Melanie administration's fresh efforts to crack down on CBD oil, one of the most popular CBD products in the country, which is currently sold openly as a food supplement, has already been met with a vocal backlash from lawyers and industry stakeholders. On August 21st, 2023, the Italian Ministry of Health published a new decree in the official Gazette, Gazetta Ufficiale, setting the ball rolling for the change to officially be brought into force 30 days later, September 21st. The decree would cancel the suspension of an original decree from 2020, issued by then Minister of Health, Roberto Speranza. Over to France now, and with the PLFSS, or as we'd call it, the Social Security Financing Bill of 2024 set to arrive before parliamentarians in autumn, negotiations are underway to determine which themes to include in next year's Social Security budget, including medical cannabis. The presence of a budget dedicated to the generalization of medical cannabis in the PLFSS would ensure its continued existence. Its absence, while not signing its death warrant, would greatly complicate the arrival of medical cannabis in France. From all the people we contacted who wish to remain anonymous, the inclusion of medical cannabis is not self-evident, despite the very positive results of the various reports on the experiment. According to our information, the inclusion or otherwise of medical cannabis in the PLFSS will be decided before September. For the rest, French patients will have to wait and see. MGC Pharmaceuticals announced the closure of its share purchase plan this week, seeing the company successfully raise a further £426,000. On August 30th, MGC informed investors via an RNS that its SPP, launched on August 1st, 2023, had seen applications from eligible shareholders to purchase a total of £362,608,000. 570 new fully paid ordinary shares at 
0.023 cents per share. Pending shareholder approval, applicants will also be granted one free attaching option exercisable at 0.3 cents each on or before July 31st, 2026, for every two shares subscribed for under the SPP. Following the launch of the SPP at the start of August, MGC extended the closing date by a week on August 18th, but a number of shares totaling $1,851,728 remained unsold, and it will be placed under a shortfall offer, again pending shareholder approval. Danish medical cannabis operator Dan Can Pharma also announced the issuance of new shares recently as part of a debt conversion. On June the 2nd, 2023, Dan Can announced that it had agreed to borrow an aggregate amount of 2.2 million pounds, 18,900,000 in local money, and 8.2 million in local money, warrants from Nordic growth opportunities too an investment vehicle managed by a European family office focusing on high-growth sectors. This new 10-year financing agreement was agreed weeks after the company unveiled its financial figures for the full year 2022. As part of these figures, the company cautioned that, at the time of approving the annual report, it did not have the necessary capital to implement all the company's initiatives and operations for the 2023, and would therefore be seeking further funding via the exercise of warrants. And as always, you can read more about all of this week's top stories at businessofcannabis.com. Cannabis Events Business of Cannabis New York at the Williamsburg Hotel on November the 3rd will once again bring together the most influential businesses, financial institutions, and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures sought-after insights, and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. Get your tickets today and join us on November 3rd. And after a hugely successful event in London earlier this year, tickets are now on sale for Cannabis Europa 2024. Next year is going to be the 10th installment of Europe's premier B2B Cannabis Conference and Expo. Tickets on sale now. You can find the link in the show notes. Also, sponsorship applications for Business of Cannabis New York now open. Again, find the link in the show notes. Well, that's it for another week of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please do let us know by way of a review in your favorite podcast app. You can leave sentences now of opinions on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please do leave us your feedback. We'd love to know how we can improve the show for you. 